Hi, everybody. It's Claire and Erica, and our we are featuring. What what do you want to be called right now? Christine. <laughs> it's Christine. <laughs> um, so she's one of my really one of our really good friends. Erica and her just met, but they're both reflectors and weirdos together. So um, we are having her on this podcast today, and we're gonna see what happens. So deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it'll be lovely. No, this is going to be a good time. It'll be great. Yeah. Unless it's not. Then it won't be. Then it'll be fine. Then you'll just deal with these. Like, it's fine. Okay. How was <laughs> last week? This is a full moon. We're recording this. Let's just say that right for real quick. We're recording this, like, at the exact time that the full moon has happened. So that's that's a little bit of what's going on in our... So, yep. like, instead of talking about the whole last week, I think that's what we should do. Like, what do we think the overarching message is with um, this full moon in Leo opposing Aquarius? Um, Means for us. Yeah, feels like. What yeah, is this? Yeah. Okay. And, all the, and, and I guess we could also say, like, I know I feel like um, the main themes with Chiron last week, you know, and, like, that's definitely kind of played out to lead up to this moon okay so explain that just a teeny bit more well okay so chiron is in um aries which is like identity wounds stuff like that ego stuff um and it is a fire sign so that's making like positive aspects to the moon as it leads up to its full moon point um so we have all now we're in the releasing phase right of the aquarius season so we've we've been trying to manifest our highest wish our highest potential all of those things now we're entering the releasing phase with that same fire energy right and so this is all about like again back to like the ego the identity wounds and it's also about like letting go of things that are keeping you held to like what other people think you should do and figuring out where you like stand out in the crowd and what makes you uniquely different and what makes you, you authenticity, um, authenticity. Yep. Releasing things that are getting in the way of your authenticity. Yeah. And people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like what, that's the energy of last week. So how has that been like playing out for, for everyone? For well, for me, definitely a hundred percent. I am in that energy. Uh, I took off to Chicago last week after the podcast. <laughs> Not Chicago. It was Illinois. I guess whatever. Um, I had a deep realization with like everybody in my life, how much give and take was happening between me and them and having to take kind of inventory on every single human in my life. So I was like, I'm going to spend six hours in the car listening to a morbid podcast and just thinking it all out. Then the whole week I just designed my friend Kyle's house and decorated it and got to be physical because that Taurus rising probably had something to do with that. Uranus and Taurus or something. I had something physical going on last week. <laughs> um, and got to make up with an old friend and like had got to talk about so many memories and oh, I just, it was so healing. Everything was so healing. <sighs> so yeah. Um, taking I feel like with Pisces, 
Pisces into Venus or Venus into Pisces too, which like matches up with your chart. And that's like relationship stuff. So I feel like that's even more heightened for you as well. Yeah. Cause when did Pisces move into Venus? We talked about, I mean, it, it's been, we talked about it last quick. week. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. I know I have been noticing the laziness in me and I'm sorry, Pisces, but that energy is heavy in you that I will be like, oh, you go do it. And that I'm like, oh, that was Pisces energy because normally also, I can like push it away. <laughs> also for you too, like looking at your chart right now, it's transiting your 11th house, which is, you know, your friends and um, community and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. So transiting means what? Just means that like, your personal wheel is on the inside and then the the collective wheel, I guess, is on the outside when you're looking at a chart. So that means that that oh, planet so is I like moving inward. over. No. Nope, it's going outward, actually, because Venus is just like, you know, going oh. over your 11th house as it goes. Because your oh, needle, Venus, okay. is actually in the 12th house. It's um at the 24 degree mark and Venus isn't quite there yet. So it's like traveling towards your, your needle, Venus. Oh, so what would that mean when it like gets to your natal Venus? For you, I would say like right now you're going through your friendships, your community, like what you want that to look like and everything. And it's kind of like a meeting back up with yourself point. Like, hey, remember what we want. Remember what we yep. want. And Top then once, people. once it gets to the 12th house, then I think that that's going to be like a synced up energy, very like spiritual. I think that you're going, it's almost like a karmic cycle. I want to say like, it meets back up in your 12th house of like your spirit team and everything. That's like, Hey, look, we put everything back into order again. Oh, okay. Good. I have felt like the last three years, and I know we talk about this three years thing. And I think that I feel it has something to do with Saturn, but it might not be, but whatever. Um, I haven't had a lot of friends. Nobody really has. The pandemic happened. Yeah. 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 We all got to know ourselves a lot better. I think. Yeah. That period. We all went inward. Okay. Sorry. Talking a lot. Your turn. Christine. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess for me, what I've been really running into is like ever since like Christmas or like January, I've been ready to go and I have gotten no signs. Like, I feel like I've been in a I'm a racehorse at the start. They're waiting to let me go. And I am just, all my energy is chaotic and I'm just ready to run. I feel like I finally got let go to just run off and do what I wanted to do for the last like month. Yay. It's like that pressure, that pressure, like building and then just like releasing. And, but did you figure out like which direction to run? Was it like a motivating feeling, I guess? Yes. So this was really new for me because when I want to do something, I want to do it now, but usually at the point of exhaustion, I'm a Virgo sun. Just No, I think here. that that's your Scorpio moon because I have a Mars moon too, and I do the same thing to myself. Um, so I really had to learn how to be patient with myself this last cycle of just, no, you can't do everything. You can sit in it and wait and be uncomfortable. That was a really hard yeah, lesson. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I feel Scorpio like moon and Scorpio rising. So she's like double Mars right there. And like the South node is transiting Scorpio right now. So that to like, I like, is it a lot of stuff coming back up from the past for you as well? Yeah. I'm completely redoing everything I've learned. 
but like yeah. finances, family life, relationships, spiritual life, health and fitness. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like the death and rebirth cycle, and the rebirth cycle is just you have to just be patient for that. You know, that's basically wow, that's uh-huh. cool. absolutely. And like, what's tough is like I love a plan, I love a good plan, and it going according to the plan, and this is out the window. So figuring it out as I go, that's a new skill. And also like Uranus in Taurus, that's been the theme since Uranus entered Taurus, like I said too. So anyone with Taurus, anyone with fixed placements has really been going through the ringer with that whole getting uncomfortable. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> so funny, I have to say a story really quick. I'm so sorry I talk a lot. Um, but I was at my friend Kyle's house this week, this last week, and he is also a Scorpio moon and pro- probably a Scorpio rising. Um, there was one point where he like is freaking out. I was like, Claire, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable. Like, cause I changed everything in his house. I came in and just whirlwind in there cause he doesn't change. And I, I came in and forced all of the change and did it all. And that's so funny. You're talking about how slow and steady you went. And I did it all in like two days. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. If you're my friend, I'll help you. I will force (laughs) you to change. (laughs) Which I think that's been hitting like Aquarius placement people hard too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause we're fixated on the change. And so it's like all the other fixed placements, it's like move, you know, like do something. (laughs) Knock over my desk. Uh Oh, Okay, so Erica, you, how has this been playing out for you? I think that, like, I've definitely been dealing with just, like, a lot of looking at the past. So this actually is, so the Leo moon transits my Chiron and Leo, which opposes my whole stellium of Aquarius placement. So for me, it's been a lot about, you know, um, getting into my own authenticity and, like, remember, I, I feel like it's also, like, a lot of, childhood work like inner child work that I've been doing you know because I've been faced with like a lot of just times when I was a kid lately which has been really interesting because this hasn't really happened to me yeah yeah my brother and like you know just people coming back from the past and like yeah I don't know memories unlocking that I forgot all about like the nostalgia has been like you know heavy (laughs) like towards that kind of stuff Saturn return right yep and me and you are both yeah like like almost done with our Saturn return in Aquarius so that's like that midlife I felt like it was a midlife crisis you know when I when I hit it it felt like you know that whole like what have I done with my whole life you know my whole (laughs) life was a lie like I don't know so ugh yeah it it totally is a a tech point though like right when you turn 30 because it's that scary age I remember when my mom turned 30 and I remember being like, oh, my God, you're so fucking old. It like, feels like that, too. Like, you know, because yeah. I feel like before you turn 30, like, you can still kind of get away with, like, being yep. like, I'm just a young, dumb I'm kid, an asshole. you know? I can do yeah. whatever I want. Oh, man, I've been talking. Here we go with that asshole thing. It's coming up again. So it might happen during the podcast. Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways... Um, we were talking about that and I've been talking about it with you a lot today, just because we were talking about everything, uh, with when I lived in Chicago, like there, I was so poor that I had to steal. I had to like, we had to do terrible shit to like get by, you know? And that was all my twenties. I like, didn't 
care about the consequences. But if something happens when 30 hits, it's Saturn. Mrs. Trunchbull comes in and is like, the rules are different. <laughs> yeah, it is like the rules are different, actually. It is because it's like that's kind of like the pressure of it. You feel this great sense of responsibility. You start to finally realize like mm -hmm. how time just moves so fucking fast. And you're like, you realize yeah. like that's what it was for me. I realized like my 20s were an entire decade that felt like a blink of an eye, you know? Yeah. And like everything I thought I would have accomplished in that 10 year mark was like not not even real, you know? Yeah. And all of us have had different experience. Well, you two kind of had your 20s raising kids. Yeah. 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 That's true. For me, I just like fucked it off and did a bunch of drugs and had back surgeries and which is most people I'm sure you died. can relate Christina because that's like most people I know as well you know most people did kind of have it's like their 20s were like kind of like their figure themselves out year yeah. you know which is sucky for us being reflectors because we already need that anyway like figuring ourselves out and we didn't even really like we just get the chance raise kids yeah well, it gets put on pause so bad so it's kids. happening now so yeah, your 30s definitely. are good. yeah because your kids are at the point where they're like independent for a lot More of so yeah yeah because i danica's 12 and charlie's six you know charlie's still kind of young but yeah for sure it's like i'm finally at that point with them where it's not as overwhelming i guess as it as it was yeah yeah huh okay that was a lot <laughs> all right so that was last week everybody <laughs> Anything else about this full moon do you feel like to talk about? Um, well, okay. So like now for the next couple of weeks, we, all the moon phases that we talk about going forward are all going to be releasing um, vibes to them now. So now we are thinking of what we want to rid our lives of. So as I kind of go through the moon transits in this podcast, maybe like just be okay. that way. Okay. All right. Well, let's, right. let's start. All right. So Monday, February 6th, the moon is going to move into Virgo after the full moon. So now you're thinking for Virgo energy, but also releasing energy. Um, wow. Clean out your closets, everybody. <laughs> this could also light up people's hermit tendencies, right? So oh. it's like, uh, calling you to kind of get out of your shell a little bit if you if you have natal virgo placements <clears throat> you're out of your shell right now you're I here am, yeah I've, I've been like winter is when i hibernate so it takes me a lot of energy to even just decide i'm gonna be with people yeah so but then like once i get there like the the vibe's fine like mm -hmm. i don't feel exhausted i don't feel like my e energy is being expended Mm -hmm. but it takes a lot of fucking it can i say that yeah we cuss okay <laughs> it takes a lot of fucking energy just to make the decision of like i'm gonna step outside today yeah <laughs> i feel it I, I felt that way about deciding to go home last night like it takes so much energy just to make a decision <laughs> huh. do you have anything in virgo erica uh i have my jupiter in virgo you do too. We th we learned that because it's it was not it was not a positive thing. Whatever, fun. But does that mean that um Christine can be like my good luck person? 
Oh, because oh, she has a Virgo sun. Yes. Oh, that. that makes sense. <laughs> Thank since you. you guys, since you guys have started talking, you guys have been finding out a lot about each other, finding out or like about your own selves. Yeah. More actually. Yes. Had some really great conversations yeah. about that. It's too much. I can't keep up, but I'm glad. For and it's guys. like really interesting <laughs> to fill out like the energy of reflector people because we both have like completely open center. So I feel like, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I feel like when I'm around those people, I can kind of like clearly define like what kind of vibe I feel off of them. But then other reflector people, it's kind of just like, it, but it doesn't feel uncomfortable. It feels like completely comfortable, but it's just kind of like, hey, another person I can't really like feel I don't, yeah 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 which so is actually probably, exhaust you kind of what you yeah. were saying I think what sucks about it is because we're used to picking up the vibe and forming to the vibe but now we have to make something of our own because no one else is giving off anything yes oh, that's, what I, that's kind that of what I was thinking of too so much so sense. It's like, I notice it can go like one of two ways. Either it's really confusing and it kind of breaks my brain a little bit, or I feel like I'm actually really most, like the most authentic I've ever been because it's like, there is no one to like reflect, right? Yeah. Huh. Like a reflector reflecting a reflector is just like an infinite mirror game or something. Well, then know? in me, add me into it and I'm projecting you guys and nothingness is coming off of you guys. That's why we were all just quiet last night doing nothing. Oh, man, I had a great time, though. I was you like, did? Yeah, me too. Yeah. What? I felt so awkward. I felt like it kind of gave you a chance to just kind of like, like, I kind of felt like you kind of just went on autopilot and kind of just was like, blah, 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 you know, oh, and yeah. like got it all out of you. And we were both just kind of like, all right, this is like cool. We get to like have something here to take on, you know? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. I gotta change the. I gotta change my outlook when I hang out with both of you. It's a different thing. Oh yeah. I was just like, I can't wow. like. I didn't even have like emotions. I was like, I'm just here. It's great. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I was just existing too. Huh. And Cho wasn't a part. Like Cho. Oh, he made us food. He did the generator thing, mm -hmm. which was bomb. Oh my god. He made us Philly cheese steak sandwiches but i don't remember he didn't tell us what the meat was but it was something that his mom made and it was so good it's not bulgogi because bulgogi is red right there's red stuff do you know you don't know i don't think okay. there's always red stuff it definitely had similar it had the bulgogi. yeah um Ugh, i don't know what he did to and the then cheese. sweet potato fries i know it was like it fucked up some dishes i don't can't get the cheese off so it was like very <laughs> cheesy. And it was really good. It was like the mozzarella cheese, I think. And he like melted it and put some like, I don't know, some seasonings or something in there. Yeah. Because yeah, it, was, it was really good. And sweet potato fries and those mushrooms that we found at Hy-Vee were fucking bomb. Yeah. Oh, everything was so good. Okay. That was last <laughs> night. All right. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Virgo full moon or Virgo after the full moon releasing Virgo stuff. Um, also, this could be a good time for you to be, yes, like organizing, getting rid of stuff that is mm -hmm. keeping you from your highest wish, your highest potential. You know, we're still in that Aquarius season thing. So like anything getting in the way, time to clean it out, time to rethink the way that you, um, that you like run your day-to-day -day life, like your daily routines, your health, the way you take care of yourself, all of that is Virgo energy. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Maybe you already made a system, but you need to tweak it. Yeah. How are we doing? 
I think that that makes a lot of sense. There was even things popping up in my head today. I was like, oh, I need to think, I need to talk to Cho about how we can organize this better and like all that. So I'm very, very happy that I kind of have tomorrow almost off-ish so I can utilize that Virgo moon to like, we got rid of all, we got rid of most of the trash today. Yeah. Ooh, good job. Yeah, it was a big deal. So yeah, it is, this is good guys to clean and do things that you've been putting off or you've just like had a block. Like I realized that I had a block in my head about this trash where I was like, I'm just not going to worry about it. And like, then I fully, when I came home, because I was talking to Kyle about it, I was talking to like telling everyone that um, I have a giant, it's been since October. We've not taken our trash out since October. What Just a to, for all the other bullshit we carry. Wow. Because <laughs> I was going to say too, like, like for you, you live in the country. It's kind of yeah. like a different ordeal. But yeah. like, remember how we talked about like stagnant energy and, you know, sometimes like in feng shui, right? If you feel like oh any kind of stagnancy in your life, you go through your house and you move things around yep. or you throw away some stuff you haven't used in a while and boom, like that just shifts the energy and like, you're, like every time you get rid of something, you're making space for something new to come in. Yep. Yep. Ooh, exciting. Got rid so, of my metaphorical, physical, actual trash. <laughs> also, too, um, on Monday, the Mercury is going to be the Mercury. The Mercury is going to officially be out of its shadow phase, and it's going to make a sextile yes. to, Nap to Neptune. We sort of talked about this last week to end, you know, this week. Um, but... Yeah, I think that like, you know, um, communication is going to be divine communication. You're probably going to be downloading a lot of insights. There's probably going to be a lot of synchronicities Whoa. and epiphanies that you come to. And this is all going to be oriented towards your success and the kind of legacy you're building to leave behind in your life. So that is okay. heavy shit. And also keep in mind, we're going to talk about this later on in the week. Mercury is inching its way towards Pluto, a full transformation, like a metamorphosis. So all of these synchronicities, all of these things lining up, all of these divine forms of communication are all leading to you and your own metamorphosis in the way that you think and speak. And how that correlates towards your success and how people view you and how people think of you, because we're still focusing a lot on like that, on like who we are, what are, what is our identity? And does that match the way that we talk? Does that match the way that we think about ourselves and other people? Wow. That's huge. <laughs> <laughs> That's deep. Things... <laughs> well, it's like, you know, you spend a lot of your young life. This is just going back to our Saturn returns. You base a lot of your young life and your identity based off of what everyone thinks about you. And it feels like now you're like choosing who you want to be. And then everyone has to change their perceptions, which is tough. Yeah. That's yeah. a conversation or a lot of letting go. And a lot of like, yeah, a lot of losing people and also realizing that like, even if that person is still alive, you still have to grieve those people. And I think that that's a lot of the time. Oh, that just like, people get I felt trapped. I just felt like my heart just went <laughs> when you said that, because it's so true. Like right now for me and, and Erica, like, oh, we're all kind of doing our own thing, but yes, there's a lot of fucking grief and that's with full moon. That's normal. 
And it's our opposite. I mean, it's definitely Erica's opposite, 100%, because your moon is in Aquarius. But my son, there's there is a death with this. So, yeah, I didn't even think about the grief part that much. Well, and because like, like with Chiron in Aries right now, you know, like when we, when we do shift into who we truly are, like our most authentic expression of ourselves, the people around us that can't even like, you can't blame them. They just maybe can't understand who you are and you can't really keep trying to make someone understand you. That's just, they're not going to be able to. And so it is like a death. It's like, you're losing that person, you know, because you're losing that person from the person, from the perspective of who you are now that they can't really relate to. Yeah. And you think about like, just like the toxic societal expectations that like, once you're friends, it's this unconditional, we're always there for each other. If we go down together, but really like you do have to realize when you aren't serving someone or someone isn't serving you, that's a tough conversation to have and be like, it was great, but we have to break up now. Wow. Yeah. But like, also that's the thing, like, like there's a lot of abandonment trauma, like embedded into society. We used to have like more tribal communities where we would all be raising oh, each yeah. other's kids and we would all be helping each other. But instead we've been forced to be so hyper independent that we're constantly scared that other people are going to abandon us or hurt us or fuck us over. And so we just basically base our entire identities on trying to cling on to other people and morphing whoever we are to keep them around. And like that does nothing Whoa. but hold us all back. Yeah. Whoa. Good there was something I wanted to say, but so many emotions just happened right there. It fell out of my head. Yeah. There are Aquarius just pooped everywhere. Um, I forgot to start a timer too. So I don't have no idea what we're doing. Right now. I just did right now. Started a timer. Um, anyways, let me think for a second. Full moon. Um, I don't, I'm not going to remember. Okay. That's okay. We can move on yeah. to Tuesday. So yeah. Tuesday, the moon is still in Virgo and it's at that point, it's going to move far enough into Virgo to square Mars in Gemini. Square and is, also, is friction. Yes. Square is friction. So, um, when we think about the mutable square, right? Like this is going with the flow kind of energy. Um, this, when it's a square though, between these two, it could be like, you're too much in flow. You're not controlling the things that are going on around you. Um, this now has to do with like your ambitions, your passions, your motivation versus like your emotions. And, um, I think that we are, we should be working on cleaning out our emotions, getting rid of emotional baggage, right? And like, if we're too motivated to uh, like, maybe this does go back to what we were just talking about, that motivation to keep everyone around you, having people to talk to, having people to distract you from your emotions. That's where this kind of becomes an issue. That's that friction part of it. So that is the moon squaring Mars tomorrow. Okay. Tuesday, Tuesday. Oh, what did I just say? Tomorrow. Oh, sorry. Um, 
so what weren't we talking about something kind of like this is there something was that that was not on the podcast that was before it right yeah um <laughs> i know but the control uh, thing try, i know i'm trying to think um as moving into an adult oh yeah you just really want to have control of things oh when you're um, 30 yeah but then, this like, was on the podcast wasn't it partially oh <laughs> <laughs> like you're like what you can um, deal with changes like in terms of control and how, oh, and then um, we talked about how our sense of control is also like a mothering thing of like, if we have a control and I think you said the captain of the ship, oh. everything goes the way it should, but not having that, even just losing a little bit of it can just like not throw everybody else off, but just yourself of like everything's chaos and I can't do it. Okay, so something is happening with this, Erica, because I am noticing, and I'm going to call you out right now, that you're not allowing yourself to detach. Me? <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not allowing myself to detach. Oh, I yeah, guess. From like so, yeah. So I just noticed, like, when we were walking outside the door, like, the dogs were crazy, everything was crazy, and I was just like, I'm detaching, I'm going to come out to the shed. Like, I have to just, like like have that voice in my head I have to detach from the house and the dogs the animals whatever so I can do what I need to do I, yes for sure okay. I'm like ping-ponging around between everybody right now um but like also too I think that what the hell was I just gonna say oh yeah so like I think that like you know when Mars went into Gemini in the first place I was noticing a lot of like overwhelm when it comes yeah. to like social media just people wanting to talk to me me happening to give yes. people advice like talking talking was just exhausting right and now that I'm noticing it's going forward and maybe with this whole square that's gonna happen it's more about like back to like no I need some silence like I need some time where I don't talk to anyone I need to put my phone away I need to like meditate yeah. you know that's that's how i i think that's how yeah. i need to detach i can detach but it's in unhealthy ways of consuming yes. more information yep you know yep i agree um and that makes sense with the libra energy with this full moon because i know that i remember we were listening to a that astrology thing i get well i'll link it let me write it down okay because we'll probably talk about it a lot um, his name is the astrology guy. Um, I'm laughing at myself because I don't even know what I just spelled, but, uh, <laughs> he's the astrology guy and he goes over like, this is a full moon and this is all of the signs, like what they're going to be feeling. Also guys, we have the window open. And if you can hear any chickens, I apologize because my roosters are just going right now. Can you hear it, Erica? Mm -hmm. Not at Did all. You, can you hear anything from my end? Like, I know that Dana could just flush the toilet. I heard it. No, nope, no. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyways, uh, Libra Energy was really talking about how you're going to feel weird because people want your time right now and you're going to feel a little overwhelmed, but you need to find out how to make the other person feel important, even though you may not have time to give them.
Ooh, ooh, thank you for saying that because yes, this whole Chiron stuff is happening in my um seventh house, like oppose my Libra rising, right? So my Libra rising wants to people please. And I'm realizing that like on the other end of that, it's like, because I do the people pleasing thing, I feel burnt out and I detach yes. in that conversation, right? And then I'm not being empathetic and I'm not, I could probably just get to the root and get it over with if I just like, I don't yep. know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. All right. So Mars square in the moon, it's going to feel uh, weird. So then also, uh, also on Tuesday, Venus in Pisces is making a sextile over to Uranus. So this is our relationships. And then also like utilizing the unexpected things that come out of our comfort level. This could be the day that like, if you're single, you meet someone who's maybe not really your type, but if you give it a shot, it ends up being like a really good thing. You know, um, it's stuff like that. It's that kind of vibe for Tuesday. Cause also Chiron is making a sextile to Mars. So while we're having that, that passion, and assertion squaring our emotions, we're having it being amplified by healing our pain, by healing our by healing ourselves and healing other people. And also that moon right. is opposite that Venus in Pisces, right? So it's like it's basically yeah. like don't get don't don't let your emotions get in the way of of the passion and the motivation to use that that communicative energy to heal things in your life. Ooh. You, you said that perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't have anything to say about that. Just keep mental note of that, you know? Yeah. Like we're yeah, so we're on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, um, not a lot extra happens. Like the moon is gonna move further into um Virgo and oppose Neptune. So then we're going to just be having that duality of like embodying these things that we've learned, you know, it's like, okay, so now you've learned how to think and talk differently. Now start doing differently, you know, like that, like have it meet up with your actions. Um, also, you could be having like a, like a emotional rebirth on that day. So while your emotions are pesky the day before, you might notice that the next day you move more into like a peace and contentment with everything emotionally cool. yeah um and then after that it's going to move the mood is going to move into libra and that takes us to thursday so thursday the moon is in libra it's going to oppose jupiter and aries right off the bat and also mercury is going to travel over pluto that day so that's where we really get to that tipping point of that transformative energy um as well as I think having like an expansion happen when it comes to our emotions that day, we're seeing like bigger picture, seeing like why everything is the way that it is. That, why does that, it's because it's the moon is the opposite in my moon, but that day feels like a lot of anxiety for me. Yeah. I was thinking about just sleeping that day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like do we have to go outside? <laughs> Uh, yeah. 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 I, I could see why. I don't like the Mercury going over Pluto, like for sure. Yeah. Like, that feels like you're, we're going to say something to like end something like 
yes, that is something that we have to do. And we do need to communicate that to people. But, oh, it's that scary. And also that day, Chiron, uh, so, like, also that day the moon is going to, like, oppose Chiron after it opposes Jupiter and Aries. And it's also going to make a trying to Gemini. That back to that passion again. So like oh, really communication is going to make an end to something. So and that's gonna be you versus yeah. other people, you know, yeah. like you're the way so you're gonna be expanded on the way you view yourself. You're gonna be like, This is who I am, this is what I want, this is what I need. You know, you're gonna have all of those like or I yeah. feel statements, I feel statements important as fuck that day, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is gonna be about what you need and what you feel and how that correlates to the relationships in your life. You're not going to try to tell them that like, you know, you need to be different or you need to do this differently because you have no control over them. You're simply expressing how you feel and what you need and what you want and then letting happen what happens. Oof. And so like, well, there's two parts to a conversation, right? Like you finally have the control to say that stuff. But we can't control how the people take it or react to it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of why I stress that I feel statements because you only you have control on how you communicate it and you have control yeah. on how you respond and react, but you have no control over how, how they respond and react. Yep. Yep. Oof. So I mean, what I would tell clients in this instance, if you had to have hard conversations with people. And this is something that I feel like I learned from my therapist as well. Like go into it saying, I love you. I want to keep this relationship good. I, I am going into this conversation with the intent of peace. Yes. Like saying that off the bat so they can understand. Cause I think it's for me, I have a wrong, I have a, I, people take my tone wrong a lot well you have chiron in gemini so like you know that your biggest wound is like being misunderstood and misunderstanding other people as well you know yeah goes both ways yeah hmm. well they just gotta understand having conversation as an act of love like if you didn't want the relationship you don't have to say shit yeah and that's your yeah right like if you if you really didn't give a shit you could just ghost them but no the fact that the mere fact that you're trying you know that you're trying to communicate there's always going to be a way to get through that yeah cool okay good luck everybody <laughs> now keep in mind so this is basically the same energy for thursday and friday um, because that's the moon just making all yeah. of its moves, you know, through all these things. Um, once we get to Saturday, then, then. <laughs> what? Uh, the moon is going to move into Scorpio and oh, it's going to me meet up with um the, so, oh dude. So also like right when the moon moves into Scorpio at zero degrees, Mercury moves into Aquarius at zero degrees. Yes, and they, finally. And they but they it make a square right off the bat. Okay, hang so, on. I just need to appreciate the Mercury, guys. Let's just have a moment because Capricorn, it has been in Capricorns for how long? Oh, uh, why? Because of the retrograde. So, like, since I think December. October. I think October. No, that's Mars. Oh, right. Okay. 
Oh, I'm just so excited that. It, oh wait, no Capricorn because that's my placement. It has been very extra. Okay. And it went retrograde in Capricorn. Yeah. So it's been a really hard time. Okay. So you said right when it happens, it's going to square what? The moon. So so the moon, yep. The moon's going to move into Scorpio at the same time that Mercury moves into Aquarius. So they're both going to make a zero degree square. Remember zero degree, super potent energy. Yeah. This is a fixed square. So this yep. is about like where you're being too stubborn and where you're not uh, budging. And like, oh, so this is also like your emotions versus the way you think and communicate again. It's like, I'm just gonna skip this week. <laughs> and it's past and it's gonna be past oriented shit again because this is where the south node is right south now node. Yeah. yeah and again right after it went over pluto like come on this is very death rebirth you have stuff. to change yes like, it's like the universe is above us right now as like the god voice you know uh -huh. if you don't change you will die Literally, literally, though, doesn't it feel that way kind of out there in the collective? It's like, it's like right now we're all on the precipice and it's like, you want to go dystopia or utopia? Your choice, guys. Come on, make a decision. You know, it's like, what the fuck oh, is that's dystopia? where that pressure. What's that? Like, everything's terrible. Okay. So like utopia, everything's, that's highest witch, right? Like Aquarius yeah. utopian envision for the future or dystopia. We are all, you know, having sex robots and uh, like living on a VR set all day <laughs> with like an IV feeding us. Hang on, pause. You're, hang on. Well, Christine, Christine <laughs> what do you think dystopia is? God, that'd be just sheer chaos. Everyone out for themselves. Everyone out for themselves, absolutely no care for each other, just power dynamics. So, like, corporations take over everything. Everything's a subscription. Oh. <laughs> like, capitalism like, in its worst possible way, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And well, then, really, if you okay. want to simplify it, it's selfish versus unselfish, you know? Okay. Okay. Love that. Good. Okay. Um, where so were we're, we on, at? we're on the precipice of that. And we're looking, we're looking at how our, how our past, I think this is a lot of, again, about like how our past is programmed us psychologically. It's in our subconscious. It's our shadow. It's stuff like that. And all of that is going to affect your emotions, right? So this is like, don't let that once again, get in the way of you fucking changing, right? Like Mercury Aquarius, you going forward, you moving into the future, stop letting the past hold you back. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, still, Mars is still sextiling Chiron when this is happening too. So again, we're passionate about healing shit. Like that's wow. our main motivation is to heal shit, be done with it, get it out of your subconscious. Like, see a therapist, do EMDR, like do all the things to get that shit out of there. Yeah. Like if you notice that you have had issues, like daddy issues, whatever issues they are, triggers, your like, triggers. Yeah. This is the time. Like, okay, let's find the therapist let's yeah. let's look it up let's figure it out ask for help but like i mean call your fucking insurance company and be like i just want a list of a list of therapists if you don't know that that's that's what sometimes just the first step you know yeah. we're going back to student also just what why because what? Like, you can't cover it up it doesn't go away when you cover oh. it up there's just more and here comes the scorpio story. to show hey look at all all those warts Look at all of this stuff that yeah. you need to get removed. You need to get out. Mm -hmm. 
also just want to add a disclaimer too. Like if you feel like you're, you're drowning in that. And I feel like that I've been sensing that a lot in the collective right now is just people completely and utterly hopeless, like, because Aquarius really wants to bring you hope. And if you're drowning in the Scorpio shit of like, every every horrible thing that's ever happened to you and you're just drowning in it because hey. like the, the the key is to find the point right the key is is to go let that shit swallow you up so you can find that little piece of hope that little piece of meaning in it all and use that as your motivation to continue to live life but i know that a lot of people have a hard time getting to that second part so we all really need to be like mindful of that and like nice to other people like other people are probably going through a lot of heavy shit this week i just i really felt like i needed to see say uh, okay and people have been i mean you can see that out there in the world like there's a yeah. lot of just like hard stuff going on um but yeah. right now the best thing you can do for the collective is again to, to help people see the hope in their life be the happy in people's day instead of you looking around for things to be pissed off about be that like person that opens the door for the old lady and or when i was in when i was in illinois there was like these two girls that were walking out of this little like cafe that i went to and this girl was like all gothed out and this is in sterling illinois it's kind of exactly like the size of fremont so what size is fremont like population like thirty thousand. okay might be less than that it might be a little bit less than that, but they like have a Walmart. They have like, you know, it's kind of big. Um, but anyway, so, you know, the goth girl does not get good juju from everybody else. And so she was walking out and I just shit out of my mouth. I was like, you're beautiful. <laughs> I have no problem. To oh, it's because Capricorn's in the last degrees of Mercury right now. I am just Bleh! like last night over that guy. Get the fuck out. <laughs> okay anyways <clears throat> uh, yeah i think i was done with that where were we at what was we just talking about um well i think that's <laughs> I, <laughs> I love how it's like the most squirrely podcast ever probably yeah. like we're really taking people on an adventure <laughs> they do but but i think that we both keep each other on track enough it's just we like tangent off and then okay back oh tangent off okay back. like it's okay yeah yeah, it's like riding. It's like going surfing. You're going surfing with us, guys. Yeah, surfboard. <laughs> what? That's fucking Beyonce. Come on. Oh. Do you seriously not know that song? Okay. But <laughs> for everyone that doesn't, it's just you saying surfboard. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I still thought the fact you said surfboard was funny, even though I had no idea why. <laughs> oh god that's that's how fast my head just shits stuff out right now guys it's fun it's a, it's yeah fun. it is fun it's a lot of fun <laughs> oh okay, okay so sunday um the moon is still in scorpio and um i think a cool thing is going to happen this day so the moon is going to get to 13 degrees scorpio and at that point there's going to be a yod that forms so like remember we've been talking about all week mars sextile chiron mars and gemini sextile chiron and aries and this is all going to be pointing at the moon and scorpio all at 13 degrees and i just love the 13 degree mark because that really has us address our 
our um things the things that we're scared of our fears right like it always brings me back to like the witch trials and like how we demonized wow. the number 13 um even though there was nothing to demonize about it you know it's like being scared of the unknown being scared of think of scorpio as well in the fact that it can literally do magic you know it's a very magical placement spiritual like, yeah yeah Okay, um, hang on. I have one question before going further because I'm going to forget. Um, is the moon going to still be in Scorpio on the next Monday? <laughs> just, just even for a little bit because the next Monday is the 13th. That's why I'm asking. Ooh. Oh, yeah, it will, yeah. So more 13 stuff, guys. Okay, something also that I didn't talk about and you said earlier is that we've been having a lot of synchronicities happen. So all of you in this podcast, if you've been noticing it as well, it's like hella fucking heavy and like so much. Like like this morning, for example, I like looked at a picture of my wedding, my wedding picture and I noticed that I had like my dad's cousin Okay, I'm sorry. We just had like I sounded like my chickens were like dying. I needed to pause. Like, <laughs> okay. Anyways, so there, uh, there was a picture of this guy, and I was like, okay. I, I mean, he's in the wedding party, and I was like, that was so weird that he was at my wedding. And then Cho came in and showed us this Theo Vaughn random thing on his podcast. Oh no, 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 no! It was the Saturday Night Live thing. Yes. So there was a Saturday Night Live that was so good last night, Erica. You have to watch it. It was Ooh, okay. My brother's yeah. gonna love that. Yeah. Um. It was. It what? was. It. What was it called? The what was the girl's name? It was something from Temecula. Yeah. Something from Temecula. I don't know. That's what the the like thing was called, and it came on. It was on last night's Saturday Night Live. Um. But anyways, Temecula, and that's a, where this guy is from. And I said to Christine, I was like, I bet I hear from him today. Like that is, it's been going in threes for me where it's like, oh, I saw him. I had a moment thinking about him. Then, oh, there's the Temecula because that's where he lives. And then I'll probably hear from him. Like that's how the synchronicities have been going or something else will pop up about him or whatever, you know? So I just wanted to go off on that for a second because if everybody else is like, recognizing that that is a really heavy thing that is accurate because you just said that it is going on in the astrology yeah um. yeah <laughs> dude it's honestly blowing my mind like yeah. it just this whole time this whole time i think for like the last month has felt very spiritual and it's just like amping up like no other do you think it's amping up for that pluto thing in march like dude yes to really yes collectively connect. yes Yes, 100%. I think that I think that we've been feeling a building point since COVID happened for what's happening in March. <laughs> okay, well, so tell everybody else what's happening in March, because most people probably don't know. It's listening. To well, it. okay, I just want to say too, like when right before COVID happened, like I remember calling it the summer before, like I have text messages to my brother actually talking about it, telling him to watch things politically for when um, Saturn and Pluto met up in Capricorn and there was a whole shitload of Capricorn stuff going on. I'm like, there's going to be something big that happens. Boom, COVID, right? Um, this was a dismantling of like society structures, societal standards, rules, laws. Um, you know, that's why like the news and politics have been so like heavy and strong in everyone's conscious awareness lately. 
Um, but now everything is going to shift because like when Saturn shifted into Aquarius, that was us building the future. It was us deciding what we wanted the future to look like. Again, utopia or dystopia, right? Like selfish or unselfish. Um, and now that wow. is all going to be shifting again because Saturn is going to move into Pisces, which is like very altruistic. It is oneness. It is wholeness. It is Love. everything connected and together. And then Pluto is going to move into Aquarius, which is going to show us the holes in our plans, right? It's going to help us fine tune and tweak what we're like, what that utopia is going to look like. So hopefully we can avoid dystopia, right? When all that shit shifts out of Capricorn, thank God, like I'm excited for that because to me that feels like it's just full speed ahead at that point but the next couple years are going to be a teeter-totter because Pluto is going to move back into Capricorn you know it's not going to stay in Aquarius until like a couple years from now so we're going to kind of be going back and forth um so it's not going to be super quick but yes I think that come March we're going to really feel the whole new reality at that point you know and this is where I come in with my really weird random stuff. The last time the Pluto was there was like the American Revolution and the French Revolution. So yes. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about that because I know nothing about history. I actually so. have, I think if I can find here in my notes, I like literally made like a whole TikTok video I was going to make oh, about oh, this whole thing. Oh, you. Like Hamilton. Like that's how we became I don't know. I don't okay, want that. We became independent from Brits. Okay. For the American Revolution. The French Revolution was like when people were getting guillotined and they completely took down their whole hierarchy and monarchy. Whoa. Yeah. It was big stuff. So we probably will have some sort of like war-ish to like gain power back as probably the people. Either versus like, yeah, it's gonna be the it's gonna be a people's uprising against um against gym. the institutions <laughs> did you hear what she said no dollar general <laughs> yeah the uprising I such a, like they're an yeah. icon for where we're at right now because they're in small towns <laughs> yeah wow that's so funny huh i don't know it's probably gonna be too long but that, that's yeah. crazy too so it's just I was going to think that. So, okay, for Pluto, also, how long is it going to be in Aquarius again? Isn't it like, like 30 20 years? years. Okay, 20, 20 years. 20 years, yeah. So, I mean, this this is not going to be a fast change, guys. This is a 20-year change. Adults when we come out of it. What do you guys think is going to, like, this is going to be in my fifth house. So, like, I just had my Saturn return in my fifth house, you know? And now I'm going to have Pluto in my fifth house for 20 years. Like, what is that even going to be like? Like, like, I hope it's like creative transformation. Like, maybe I write a book or like do something really creative. I don't know. Yeah. But fifth house is Leo, right? Yes. So family, fun. It's, it's making you pay attention to that more and change that makes a lot of sense. What fucking house is it in for me? My first, my first, because it's Aquarius, right? Wait, I don't know. I'm I don't know back. what I'm talking. I also need help with this, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aquarius is your tenth house. Okay, so money. Oh God. Um, please. right. 
Yeah. Well, it's like reputation, legacy, purpose, career. Okay. 20 years. All right. That's all I'm giving you guys. (laughs) Like Jesus though. What did you just say? Jesus? Yeah. Like Jesus. It's just like, you know, it's like a big deal. It's a big shift. Oh, we've had like, you know, like these big planets that take a long time to transit each house. Like when they transit into a new sign, it's like, it just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Aquarius is in my fourth house. Okay. So that's like family life, home life, uh, you know, yes, ancestral stuff as well. Like you might find out like some kind of lineage type stuff could happen. Um, ancestors, karma. Yeah. Great. So I think that makes sense. But that's been more into you, you figuring out yourself more. Under that's been that's been where Pluto's been at in my chart for the since. So Pluto's been in Capricorn since two thousand eight. So you know that that's like it was transiting my fourth house this whole time now until it moves into Aquarius as well. Um. So for me, yeah, it was like literally all that stuff. It was like like how I wanted to run my household, what kind of mother I wanted to be, how I'm different from my mom, how I'm different from my family, like all that kind of stuff is what I feel like I've really worked through for most of, you know, because in 2008, I was like in high school. I was a sophomore in high school. That's why this is such a big deal. It's like a big transit. That's when I moved to Chicago. That's when, that is insane. That's when I moved to- that's when the financial, that's when we had like a big recession, yeah. the housing market crash and everything. Like I remember yeah, paying these... $10 for a pack of cigarettes back then when it was normally like $4, but the gas prices went up so high. And I was like, I'm taking off to Chicago where everything is even more expensive. Well, and think about it. The <laughs> last time that Pluto was in Capricorn, like she said, with the revolution and everything, we got pissed about England taxing us so much. The Boston Tea Party happened. Boom, revolution. You know what I mean? So we're all, it's like prices are getting inflated. The government's getting out of control and the people are just going to be like, no more. Fuck this. That's what we're going to do with life saving, like insulin. We're going to be like, if you're charging us a whole lifetime just to have insulin, we're going to take down your whole corporation. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I hope so. (laughs) Wow. Like, it kind of reminded me that news story. I don't know if you guys saw when, um, I think it was the, was it the railroaders that went on strike? about their union kind of thing. Um, because, you know, they were getting like overworked and underpaid. I don't know, but like that kind of stuff, you know, it's going to be like people going on strike and like standing up for themselves. Guys, I forgot we're fucking doing tarot. God, we've got the three of swords, of course. <laughs> oh. Okay, Okay. All right. So the first card in, I will post this on the thing. Um, wow. Okay. The first card is the three of swords. So I always say that this is my favorite fucking card, but it's the grief card. So it says suffering sometimes leads to greater wisdom. This does not excuse the ca- the cause. This does not excuse the causes or mean that we should actively seek it out. 
but it does mean that we can approach experiences of suffering with a determination to benefit from them. I'm using a Druid deck. It says a Druidic trade suggests the three foundations of learning, seeing much, studying much, and suffer much. Whoa. Whoa. Certainly wise elders tend to have suffered, but out of their suffering has came compassion. Oh my God. Hang on. This I is exactly have, what I was saying. I like, know, but hang on. I think it was just like, it was my tea. Did I have tea? I had tea last night. Yeah. My little yogi tea thing. It said like compassion is your greatest gift on it for me. And I was all like, oh, I'm having a moment because my tea. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. So that was the Pisces in me that's pooping out too. Yay. Okay. Um, uh, but out of their suffering has come compassion, wisdom, and maturity of the soul rather than bitterness. This card indicates heartache. And we all know how entwined the experiences of love and sorrow are. Out of heartache can come healing and the maturing of our ability to love, a love triangle, and the suffering that it ensues when it unravels, or a temporary separation that eventually creates an improvement that may be indicated. Wow. Three mean fruition, harvest, and fulfillment. Swords often signify conflict. The harvest of conflict is pain, and yet so often it acts as a catalyst for change. Whoa. Traditionally, this is one of the toughest tarot cards to receive, and yet within it lies the potential for true growth and transformation. Oof. Approaching transformation. suffering in this way means that we can learn and grow from conflicts and difficulties rather than feeling victimized by them. Selfish, not selfish. Selfish is victimized. Yes. You playing the victim. Whoa. I really liked how it said that pain is the harvest of conflict. Because yeah. I think I think that when we like if going forward this week we see conflict arising, that should like take it in a way that really shows you why that conflict is arising. It's because something hasn't been addressed, right? Yep. It's either you haven't been looking at it compassionately towards them or towards yourself that needed to be addressed. And like, you know, when you repress those feelings of unfairness, they eventually come out in like toxic, destructive ways. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the war on your face. It's trash in your yard. Pick it up. Fucking do something with it now. Yes. Okay. Next card is strength. I lean on you. Make Leo me Moon. Oh, That's fuck. Cool. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Make Sorry. me ready to call on you. Make me ready to call on you, even in the most confusing situations, large or small. Let me include you. May I lean on your strength, knowing your grace can unravel my any dilemma. <sighs> okay. So we lean on our own strength. We can call on it. it. This is us talking to ourselves. We're going to have a hard time. We can lean on our strengths. And then I'm using the, okay, that deck was the Divine Beloved by Tosha Silver. Whatever. People like to know that this is also the, the next one is the Mystic Martian. This is my alien deck by Lisa Porter. And we have Alpha Draconian. Reptilian type thing. Yeah. So hang on, I gotta. It's number three. Are these in? Oh, uh, no. Fight the power. Uh, 
Oh God, why is <laughs> yeah, like the reptilians and the it, controlling us, those like overlords, yeah. bastards. Okay, I'm so sorry. This is long. I'm just gonna read it. Alpha Draconius, which are wind winged hikers. They reside mostly in the Alpha Draconian system of the Orion constellation and are one of the oldest known species in the universe. There are stories that say that the Draconians never originated from this universe, but were dumped here from another multiverse. They hold a crown ranking, ranking, they hold a crown ranking role as rulers of the reptilian races of ETs, extraterrestrials, and have small eclectic variety of random renegade extraterrestrial species aligned with them. Oh, this is too Aquarius for me. Okay. <laughs> Alpha Draconians claim to be royal heirs of this universe and have conquered and lost many planets in the cosmic history of timeline. Divide and control is their constant social engineering motto to steer and shape reality. Whoa. Due to their history and predatory nature, they are energetically forbidden from highly evolved planetary civilizations that have transitioned and ascended collective consciousness beyond fourth dimension awareness. The dwindling numbers of alpha draconians are paradactyloid and prefer subterranean environments. They can stand up to 12 feet in height and more are said to be terrifying in their presence as they hold an unnerving, unforgiving calmness about themselves. The uncomfortableness Okay, they are bloodthirsty and addicted to provoking low vibrational terror to arouse low vibrating energies from others. They're bringing out the bad. Oh my fucking god! They're rough. Thick. Have, yeah, <laughs> the rough, thick, scaly skin tones vary from olive green to brownish to black. The Draconians of the very highest bloodlines have a large bat-like wings and horns. They do much of the archons forbidden to earth binding via occult methodologies and are shape-shifting manifestors of disguise who can cloak themselves with a humanoid holographic body for periods of time in public they are typically decadent highly refined in public while secretively concealing their deceptive immoral exploitive and elitist agendas and methodologies they have a genetic and engineering technology that far exceeds human capability and they are obsessed with domination over the entire universe. Okay, Erica, or somebody dude, fucking dude, tell me. I, okay, wait, pause. Yeah. Who goes who goes first? Pick a number one through five. Two. Three. I didn't do that okay, Erica, time. You go. go. No, uh, <laughs> okay, for First of all, I just want to say when me and my brother were trying to find the meteor the other day and we couldn't see it, like they said it was supposed to be in the north, you know, by the North Star in the Northeast sky or whatever. I didn't see anything. But when I turned around and looked at Orion's belt, I saw what looked like, you know, an asteroid, like it, like I saw like a star looking thing with like a tail. And I don't know, I thought that was cool. But anyway, um, like with this card, this talks a lot about like what we just said, like the dystopian future of control. Like, you know, people talk about how like these like powerful people in politics are like the reptile, like that's what this is. That's what that card is. Those are the people that they say like, oh, they're re reptilian shapeshifters and stuff like that. 
Um, but the lesson here is that they can only divide and conquer us if we are constantly keeping up with the conflict. Like, you know, if you're consuming the media and you're consuming the agenda and you're letting, like, like it said, they're masters of manifestation, right? They're doing that like through using like the media, the news, the politics, like the stuff like that to divide us all, make us all piss at each other, keep us all at each other's throats. And this goes very deep. Like you can see it. So again, with that Mars and Gemini, really watch what you're consuming. Really watch how that shit is seeping into your subconscious and affecting your everyday life. If you got, if we want to move towards utopia, we have to make a conscious choice to do that. We have to make a conscious yeah. choice to make sure that we're not letting these overarching societal standards control us and shape our lives. We have to stop doing that. We have to go the other direction and be brave enough to do that. So yeah, if you yeah. feel like you've been needing a social media break or like it's like I totally have been not on TikTok. So that's in my head what happens when you were talking. <laughs> and when this when these heavy transits go on this week, along with getting that card, like watch out for that. There might some yeah. there might be like kind of like with this China balloon thing. It's like be terrified, be scared. We're yeah. like the world is ending. The world is ending. Be terrified. Be scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Christine, you get to decide if that's your reality or not. Yeah. Yeah, I got into some weird alien stuff when I was in middle and high school. So, like, yes, the reptilians were very much, like, these corporate dominant, like, shapeshifters that are here to destroy us. And then there are a bunch of other aliens, different races from other planets and galaxies that are, like, in politics as well, trying to keep the balance and everything. So I feel like this card was specifically chosen with everything we're learning or we talked about with Pluto. But, like, overall, this whole thing feels like such a warning of, like, if you do not deal with your shit, if you do not learn to grow from um, all the difficult things, then there will be this divide. And, like, even, like, as we were joking, like, we're just going to sleep in for the day. <laughs> like, yeah. That's being avoidant. And yeah. as we continue being avoidant, then we get to that division as well. So don't avoid. It's going to be uncomfortable for everybody. The more that you try, like, okay, they want you, they want you to be like, in order for them to get control, they need you feeling helpless. They need you feeling like you want to distract yourself. They need you addicted. They need you consuming. They need you like doing all the, like being that brain dead machine robot that they want you to be. The way to fight this isn't to go blow up the Capitol. It's to <laughs> fight them with your mind. You know, don't let them control you. Like, don't let right. the mind control happen by not subscribing to that, that, that yeah. group think that they want everyone oh. into and so like what my biggest motto for talking communicating with people like especially the collective is what we're dealing with is do you want to be right or be teachable Ooh, and i, feel like I like I feel that wants to be right because it, it's such a divide and it's so polarizing no one wants to actually listen to each other just waiting to speak to prove how right they are as opposed to like let me learn about how you came to that conclusion. And when you're like learning from someone, you're also learning about their life experience and how they could have been shaped by that. You get to know them as a person on a personal level, as opposed to just another person that has opposing ideas from you that you need to convert. Remember how I said that thing about Chiron and Aries, where it's like uh, when people will are just like going to misunderstand you and you have to grieve them and let you go. That's really kind of, I think, what I mean by that. Like sometimes oh. you're going to build like 
sometimes you're going to build a connection and somewhat of an understanding with the person to be able to move forward. And sometimes you can't, you know? And I think that that like the, what just popped into my head is that we want to have the connection because right now in this moment, we have Venus and Pisces. And that is that like starving for that connection feel, the passion kind of feel, whatever, in my opinion, and I guess, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but the Aquarius is like, let's be around people, let's be around whatever. But now we have the Pisces in here that is entered to be like, it, it's more than just a human. Mm -hmm. Like I need more than that. I like how, uh, okay. I like how like, there's another swords card. Um, I think it's the seven of swords where he's kind of like going away from like, there's people fighting with swords and he's stealing like three of them and moving off. And it's like, yeah, like that's kind of the point is, is like, how are you going to fight your battles? If you're trying to keep someone and cling to someone and make them understand you and make them understand where you're coming from, you're no better. That's, that's domination mm. and control again, let them go, you know, let them live their life and let them learn their own lessons that you you have to do that too, you know? So, so does everybody else. Don't bail people out of their own karmic stories, you know? Yeah. I feel like we have so much to like relearn of what it is to be like teachable and to listen to each other. Like even just using the example of last night where it was the Mall of America where Claire thought it was not in Minneapolis. And then we looked it up and she's like, I'm an asshole for saying it was. It's like, why are you an asshole when you just sat here and corrected yourself? Yeah, that was like the least asshole thing. You're right. Actually, good point. And that goes back to you thinking you're an asshole all the time. Like, no, you're not because you actually are introspective and check yourself. You know, someone who's really an asshole doesn't do that. They just always think they're right. They're living unconsciously again, you know, right? Like yeah. they're not, they're not checking all that shit going on in the background yeah, they to figure like, out why uh, they're doing the things they're doing. This is how it is. It's exactly how it is and it's it's gaslighting too because you're like no we're not looking it up i'm gaslighting myself probably because <laughs> yeah. she's right like somebody somebody that was an asshole would have just been like no i'm right and then if i looked it up and proved them wrong they would have done some kind of what's that called where you uh deflect where where you uh like where you like shift your reality to make yourself still right cognitive dissonance you yes. know yes or they'd like be like, see, this is what you do. They change it into another conversation of how yeah, they like always tries to make them feel like shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I have no problem. So yeah. So is there something? Is it Aries maybe because of Chiron that I'm like bringing up the fact that like okay, um, because I notice this I, and I do this to myself all the time where I catch myself in a little theme and I've been catching myself. Here we go to the stay tuned later part, guys. So like. <laughs> Um, where I catch myself in a theme and I've been catching myself saying like, oh, I'm an asshole. Oh, I'm an asshole. I think it's just because I was not in my comfort zone at Kyle's house and I was noticing and I was noticing how he was an asshole. I was noticing how I was an asshole, you know, whatever. And Critty being here living with me, I noticed how I'm an asshole to Cho. So I've been looking at myself so much more and you're right. I need to give myself more credit to, to like think about it as in a healing way instead of in a bad way. Right. Okay. I mean, it's one thing like 
you're checking your ego every time you're like, wait, why did I do that? And understanding why you need to stop. While other people be like, don't at all. They don't no. even go that next step. They no. just fuck off. Yeah. That's an asshole. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. So, and then like you go, you go from the person who doesn't check themselves. They're just an asshole to the person that does check themselves. And then you're absolutely right. Those people you tend, cause like, that's the thing, like all of us being spiritual people or spiritual entrepreneurs, like we're all still humans. We're all still fucked yeah. up. We're all oh, still, God, we yeah. all are still going to constantly be working through triggers and growing and learning. The, the main key difference here is that we are doing the work. You know, we're still going to yep. fuck up. We're still going to be triggered. We're still going to say shit we don't mean. But the difference is, is we're going to um, unravel that and we're going to check ourselves and we're going to be humble and we're going to have integrity. And like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. the way to utopia is you got to be figuring your shit out. You got to yeah. be grieving that three of swords. Mm -hmm. And just... it's your job. It's your fucking responsibility. Yeah. And that's your human contract. That is your contract yes. that you signed to come live in this world, you know, like to have this human experience, you signed up for pain, for suffering, for stress, for relationship problems, but you also signed up for love and happiness and compassion and beauty and all of those things as well. It's like writing that, that cool little middle oh. ground in between the two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause you can't have one without the other. If you, yep. if we oh. didn't, if we, we wouldn't have grief if we didn't have love. Right. Yep. Exactly. And we wouldn't have oh, love I'm if so we didn't happy have grief. Pisces is coming. Because <laughs> that's that that's the main thing that Pisces does. It helps you see like grief is love. It love is, is grief. It's like just another stage of it. Uh, Ooh, and I love the term where it says grief is love with nowhere to go. Because yeah. when you're feeling mm. grief, you can realize, hey, I can I might not be able to put my love into this person anymore, but I can sure as fuck put it into myself or my family or Ooh. another person. Yeah. And I feel like grief, it like lives, that's its own dimension mm. because yep. can, you can, it can be the next day from when your best friend died and you'll be fine. And then like 10 years later, you just are overcome. It with hits a you in a whole nother way. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's like a leveling up of consciousness when that kind of stuff happens. And So do I, it's yeah. like that spiral I always talk about. Yes. Like we're not yeah. living life in a linear line. We're coming yeah. back to things from higher perspectives. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we need to wrap it up. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Uh, please make sure to check out all the links and everything. Um, Christine, do you have anything to plug? I don't even know. No, yeah. What do you want? Just have a great day and be yourself. <laughs> I love it. I feel like can we like have you on like as like a guest in the future because I liked how this went. Yeah, that's yeah, fun. cool. Absolutely, that'd be yeah. fun. I am curious to know how long it's been though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so yeah, please, please check out. I I was thinking during this how Erica goes over all the transits and everything. And then same with like the human design aspect. Like if you guys want to book a session, please book it with Erica. Cause she knows her shit. Yeah. Thank and you. then you. you're welcome. And then if you need help with like any like coaching, grief, blah, 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 all the stuff we've been talking about getting through it, like Erica and I both can help you with that stuff. Um, we do have an event coming up in Sargent, Nebraska. The event is live now. Um, so if you would like to take advantage of any of our sessions, uh, if you're around that area, let us know. 
if you want to. And that's it. One more thing too, if you guys um have anything that you want us to talk about oh, yeah. or need advice on, our yeah. email for this podcast is sacredrebels333 at gmail.com. Yep. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.